Hello, my friends, and welcome back to The Informed Catholic. This is going to be episode 109. My name is Netjabar. So I want to apologize. Uh, last time I got the uh, liturgical readings wrong. Um, sorry about that. Uh, so um, we're going to read. Uh, this time, trust me, I got it right on my missile. We're going to the end of the 14th week of ordinary time, and we're going to go into the 15th week of ordinary time. So um, I'm going to read to you the gospel for today's um, reading. Today's Saturday. Um, my schedule's changed, so I, I sort of have an or, uh, a um, ordinary weekend now for, for, for the time being. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm going to read the gospel uh, for today. Okay, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew is going to be uh, St. Matthew chapter 10, verse 24 to 33. Jesus said to his, uh, to his apostles, No disciple is above his teacher, no slave above his master. It is enough for the disciple that he become like his teacher, for the slave that he become like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more those of his household? Therefore, do not be afraid of them. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, Proclaim on the housetop, and do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted, so do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord prays to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, I think that was a fitting uh, passage we just read. Um, I'm going to read an article now. Uh, it's from uh, LifeSite News. Um, it's going to be actually very fitting because there's a lot of confusion, unfortunately, within the, uh, the Catholic world right now. Uh, our bishops, just recently I found out from... Um, if you've seen um, Church Militant, Michael Voris and Church Militant, the government, the U.S. government just released a list because of the pandemic and the shutdown. Uh, many of our American bishops in their diocese put out for handouts for uh, sort of like a loan. And these loans were meant to be for small businesses. And a lot of our U.S. bishops put their diocese, somehow they got them ahead 
of these small business, uh, small businesses, private businesses, many of them probably owned by um, people who just started out their business, like many even probably possibly even minorities, you know, with all this BLM, Black Lives Matter thing. Well, some of these businesses run by, uh, you know, are run by people who who are just starting out, who desperately need it because the pandemic and the the shutdown, uh, this national shutdown uh, enforced by individually by the states, not by the federal government, by the, by the way, not by the president, not by President Donald Trump himself. Understandable because of the fear of this pandemic, the fear of this coronavirus or Wuhan virus, however you want to call it, has possibly destroyed many businesses by uh, people who are just starting out, um, you know, just really hardworking people starting out and then suddenly found themselves in a situation which they couldn't control. Well, our U.S. bishops who sit on a lot of um, endowments decided that they were deserving of this federal sort of free money. And they, some of them even broke up their so-called diocese into separate branches, in like sort of independent branches, so they can get an opportunity to get more money. Uh, our Cardinal Dolan did it, and uh, several other bishops, like in New Jersey and other places, some of them getting millions, some of them getting hundreds of thousands, uh, depending, uh, Los Angeles, Texas, many of these businesses got it. And um, before the other uh, privately owned citizens. So here's the, th- what's the catch? Well, we put money into the basket every Sunday, sometimes every day, if you're a regular churchgoer, and some of the some of them, if you're a member of a parish community, you probably write a check. It goes right into that basket. Now these bishops, these archbishops, these cardinals, these princes of the church, these successors of the apostles, decided to go and get tax money. Our tax money, yours and mine. And they went ahead and decided to put their hand out before these privately owned businesses run by sometimes maybe by hardworking, like I said, hardworking Americans, hardworking minorities, some, maybe even women, maybe single moms, maybe even, you know, what, you know, people who immigrated who are trying to make a living, trying to survive, trying to be independent, financially independent, suddenly found themselves that they couldn't get that money. There you go. Well, that's one factor. Now, here's another one. I'm going to do another podcast on that. I'm going to try to get my uh, information from Church Militant, and then I'm going to read it to you. Well, uh, this is another one here. This is uh, from LifeSite News by uh, Micaiah Hickson. CNA uses anonymous White House sources to demean Archbishop Vigano, Taylor Marshall, all right? This is a blog, and TNA is Catholic News Agency. And Catholic News News Agency is very hostile towards um, 
conservative Catholic group. Catholic news agency is actually owned by the American bishops. So anyway, I'm going to read this to you. And this shows you how divided the Catholic world is. How there's two different churches. There's the church within the church. There is a faithful Catholic church that's mostly by a mind, uh, by the a faithful uh, conservative Catholics, uh, Orthodox Catholics who love their faith, and with a small small branch, a small group of bishops, a small group of priests who know that there's a problem within the church, who see the problem within the Catholic Church and see the division within the Catholic Church. And this is something that Vigano mentions in another article, which I'm going to read also, uh, because obviously Vigano knows, because Vigano understands Vatican II, and he understands uh, what's going on now within this Vatican II church. So let's begin. I should probably make clear that also, unfortunately, um, these particular other Catholics who work in uh, CNA, Catholic News Agency, which is owned by the bishops, just see the church from a more human perspective, not a divine perspective, uh, kind of like a human agency uh, from a social justice, very Marxist perspective, because that's what basically has taken over. Uh, which is why there's a lot of like sort of like looseness towards homosexuality. Um, the bishops don't like to talk about abortion. The bishops don't like to talk about contraception. The bishops are more obsessed with uh, immigration. You know, uh, there's a, a push towards female priesthood, a push towards married priests, which eventually was probably going to lead to gay married priests. To the point where there's no more Catholic Church. The Catholic Church is no longer identifiable from the apostolic roots. And that's because they don't believe, because many of these men are gay, which is why they're very quiet. Anyway, so let's begin the article. Um, this is by uh, Micaiah uh, Hux, uh, Hickson, LifeSite News. She's a blogger. CNA uses anonymous White House sources to demean Archbishop Vigano and Taylor Marshall. Trump's endorsement of faithful Catholic Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano and Dr. Taylor Marshall has put the White House at odds with the U.S. bishops, according to these anonymous sources. This is from Friday, July 10th, 2020, 2 p.m. All right. Eastern Standard Time. Um, it's by Micaiah Hickson again. Um, okay, let's begin. July 10th, 2020, LifeSite News. The Catholic media outlet CNA, Catholic News Agency, is giving voice to two Catholics working in senior positions in the White House who criticize their own superior's endorsement of Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano and Dr. Taylor Marshall. Both sources are anonymous and claim that President Donald Trump's endorsement of these two Catholic witnesses is putting the White House at odds with the U.S. bishops. According to the sources quoted by CNA, Catholic News Agency, in a post yesterday, it is Dan Scavino, President Trump's social media manager, who proposed the president's 
endorse Archbishop Vigano and Dr. Taylor Marshall in order to reach the base of the Catholic community. While the Catholic U.S. bishops at large keep their distance from, pres- from the president, even the two anonymous sources told CNA that they regret that the U.S. bishops have not supported Trump's administration much in its efforts to promote life issues and religious liberty. Frankly, we'd have a little more support. We would like to have had a little bit more support from the bishops, not for the presidents personally or the campaign, but for the work we are doing, one of the two sources stated. The anonymous sources also related how the U.S. bishops, and here especially Archbishop Walton Gregory, negative response to Trump's June 2nd visit to the John to St. John Paul II Shrine in Washington, D.C., gave Trump's team the idea to bypass the Catholic hierarchy and to approach directly the Catholic base. As CNA stated, a second senior administration official who attended weekly meetings with the president in the Oval Office told CNA the president believes he has not been supported by U.S. bishops for his efforts on religious liberty and that White House strategists have urged him to court Catholic votes through figures like Marshall and Vigano. To Scavino and senior senior advisors to the President Stephen Miller, the U.S. bishops are all shades of Pope Francis, especially on immigration, which drives Miller crazy. One of the two sources is quoted as saying, In June, President Trump's tweeted a LifeSite News report on supportive open letter to him written by Archbishop Vigano himself. And then he quoted on Twitter Dr. Taylor Marshall's recent interview with Jack Pjolsbeck in the White House Catholic, uh, uh, which the White, I'm sorry, Pjolsbeck, in which the Catholic author has stated that there is a war against Christianity. Let me stop here for a minute. Jack Spolsbeck works for One American News, and Jack Spolsbeck was um, in Emancipation Park where both the Black Lives Matter and Antifa people were trying to pull down a statue of the Abraham Lincoln and a slave, which was p- placed there by slaves. And uh, there was a man there, an African-American gentleman who does tours of Washington, D.C., historical tours, and he had to come to Jack Spolsbeck's rescue. The gentleman was there to try to defend the statue, but the Black Lives Matter and the uh, Antifa people both look at the statue as they they accuse the, the, the monument as a white supremacist. Anyway, we'll get back to get the, that later. Let's just continue with this. Here's a tweet, a Twitter page from Dr. Uh, from sorry, Donald Trump. So honored, so honored by Archbishop Vigano's incredible letter to me. I hope everyone, everyone, religious or not, reads it. Archbishop Vigano's powerful letter to President Trump, Eternal Struggle, uh, which, you know, uh, Archbishop Vigano or Carla Maria Vigano warns the president that the current crisis over the coronavirus pandemic, and he talks about the... Um, like sort of like a shadow government, uh, Freemasonic, and how it, it, it infiltrated both the Catholic Church and possibly even American politics, which is 
I believe it's true. And then the second, uh, here's another tweet which mentions um, uh, Dr. Taylor Marshall. Dr. Taylor Marshall's author, There is a War on Christianity. This is uh, the interview with uh, Jack Spilsbeck, which Trump probably saw the interview. Archbishop Vigano has gained much pr uh, prominence over ever since he, rev uh, he revealed in August of 2018 that he had told Pope Francis in person about the restrictions that Pope Benedict XVI had placed upon then-Cardinal Theodore McCarrick due to his records of immoral behavior and sexual abuse. The Italian prelate also did not shy away from naming the names of other prelates in the U.S. and in the Vatican who were involved in covering up the criminal conduct of McCarrick, and thus he has helped uh, open the eyes of many lay Catholics to see the moral corruption in the midst of the Catholic hierarchy. So, yeah, so many lay Catholics to see the moral corruption in the midst of the Catholic hierarchy. Yeah, this is where the big, I think, the big division finally happened. I think when the McCarrick scandal came out, but even though it was building up long before just the McCarrick scandal, there was many, many corruptions. I think you got to remember the whole Boston and, and other form of, of legal battles of, of abuses by priests and bishops. But the McCarrick scandal was the straw, I think, that broke the camel's back, among many others. So uh, let's continue. He, um, also, he rebuked Archbishop Gregory for criticizing President Trump's visit uh, to the John Paul II shrine, calling Gregory a false shepherd. This is, I think, the, uh, um, I believe the Miller, the, the yeah, well, you know, the Miller fellow, the one who's, uh, who's in Trump's staff. Dr. Marshall, a Catholic theologian and, and podcaster, authored a book last year called Infiltration, The Plot to Destroy the Church from Within, in which he describes how modernists have infiltrated the very Catholic hierarchy and that Archbishop Vigano had called it out. He is a promoter of traditional faith and uh, perennial church teachings, the traditional Latin mass, the rosary, and many other aspects of a fuller Catholic witness in life. But for, C for CNA, Catholic Nugent, these two men are merely figures which polarizing reputations among Catholics. And Dan Scavino, I'm sorry, it's Dan Scavino who criticized uh, the uh, well, Gregory. Uh, CNA quotes one of the sources as saying, for headbangers like Scavino, real Catholics are the ones on message with the president. It doesn't matter how off the reservation they might be in the church. He's totally right on this one. He's totally completely right because you got to think about how how liberal Catholics really do they really pay attention? Majority of them who are like say culturally Catholic are more most likely maybe the division might be equal between a, a Republican and a Democrat maybe, but also it depends if they support abortion if they support contraception, if they're okay with gay marriage, if they're okay with the idea of, of, uh, of, gay, of gay priests and gay bishops, then they're going to vote, they're going to vote Democrat. And majority of them are mostly smaller because the Catholic base of conservatives have been growing. And that's true. 
you're going to have to really look at it. And the majority, the, the, the Democrats really do not take that seriously. The liberals don't take that seriously. All right. Um, okay, this, that is to say, Catholic News Agency allows itself to become the mouthpiece of anonymous sources who claim that both Archbishop Vigano and Dr. Terrell Marshall, both of whom tried to defend the Catholic Church against moral and doctrinal corruption coming to her from within and from without, as people at the margins, off the reservation, which is not true. Um, that's not true. I think they're the ones off the margin. They're the ones off the reservation, and they don't see that about themselves. They're too blind to see that. Okay. In response to this July 9th article by Catholic News agent Catherine O'Neill, the executive director of Catholics for Trump replied, let's see her tweet, not sure who these White House Catholics are that are leaking against um, uh, against the president, but they're wrong. Dan Scavino is definitely on the right path. Faithful Catholics love Taylor Marshall and Archbishop Vigano. And she's right about that. And Posbeck, the Catholic journalist from One American News Network, asked, Why is CNA smearing Scavino, Taylor Marshall, and Archbishop Vigano? Catholic News Agency. Officials working in the Trump administration have told CNA that they have been frustrated by recent presidential tweets elevating the controversial Catholic figures, Catholic news agencies. Okay, now, I have a funny feeling that I don't think Catholic news agencies are telling you the entire truth. I think they took some comments from people, Catholics, who are in President Trump's cabinet, and I think they have simply ran with it and decided to not give the whole entire comment. Because if they're, think about it, if they're frustrated that the bishops have not even tried to support Trump when it came to life, and they're frustrated because of the bishop, because the bishop's a constant obsession with immigration, thinking that they're going to, what do you call it, uh, replenish their, the pews, replenish the population, then I don't, I think Kathleen Lugensen just abused it, decided to give an ambiguous, anonymous uh, quote just so they can at least uh, show, deliver something to the bishops. That's my personal opinion. Um, all right. In a similar vein, CNA recently took sides with Bishop Robert Barron, who, after being challenged by Dr. Taylor Marshall for claiming only lay people should defend the Catholic statues against those who try to tear them down, had blocked the author on Twitter and had called him an extremist. In comments to LifeSite New, Dr. Taylor Marshall says, I'm disappointed that CNA did not reach out to me for comment or link my content so that people could see what I actually said, he, he, he adds, that CNA took my words out of context and used two anonymous sources to build an article that amends the clickbait. You see, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that it's entirely true. I think they took the words out of those Catholics, out of those ca- um, prime, um, Trump cabinet people and took them out of context because if they... As a real news agent, why not just reach out to talk to Taylor Marshall? Why not put some links? 
it, I believe they're just lying. He further asks, how are these CNA journalists in alignment with Catholic moral teaching? Unlike these anonymous sources, Archbishop Vigano and I speak openly on the record. I encourage people to read and listen to what people actually say on the record. See Proverbs 28 verse 1, fighting impious, oh, okay, I'm sorry, it's a Latin, it's a Latin quote, so I'm not going to look it up right now, we'll look it up later. All right, so it ends here, all right, it ends here. So I'm going to go back a little bit and we're going to look it up. So I looked up the verse on Proverbs 28 verse 1. I decided to look it up in the Dewey Reams because I know Dr. Taylor Marshall is very big on the Dewey Reams. The wicked man fleeth when no man pursueth, but the just bold as a lion shall be without dread. Once more, the wicked man fleeth when no man pursueth, but the just bold as a lion shall be without dread. Interesting. I think that's true. It speaks very much truthfully. Um, and uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Taylor Marshall's right because um, I, I, like I said, I do truly believe, put this back, that they, um, they took a lot of the quotes out of context. I don't believe they're speaking uh, entirely the truth because they need to come up with something because they work for the bishops. The bishops own a lot of these agencies and they need to be on the bishop's payroll. So they had to deliver something. And so if an ambiguous quote or that cannot be confirmed, but it can sound very authoritative, very professional, they can do it. Uh, but I do believe that they are out of touch with uh, base Catholics. They are out of touch. The Catholic world has been changing, all right? Liberal Catholics could care less, all right? A liberal Catholic most likely does not go to Mass every Sunday, does not go to confession every Sunday. And most likely, a liberal Catholic has gotten used to staying home, watching Mass on TV, or not even bothering putting Mass up on TV. And if they did put it on TV, they're probably not paying attention, so, you know, they're probably busy doing other things. They just have it on TV because it happens to be mass. And they have to really take it seriously. The Catholic world has been changing. I mean, if you read, if, if you pay attention to Dr. Steve Turley on uh, YouTube, he would show that there has been uh, a big shift. All right, Black Lives Matter has only I think, grounded uh, identity politics. They're literally are, they're, what they are is they're literally for segregation. There's actually movements to segregate, to have a segregated black dorm, uh, segregated schools, se segregated communities. They are really pushing for that because Mar uh, um, Marxism actually is all about divide and conquer. It's a demonic thing. It's all about divide and conquer. To say that black lives matter is literally saying that this particular life matters now politically, socially, and economically above 
a white life or an Asian life or Hispanic life. Now, recently I found out they're going after Goya because the president of Goya, the Goya family, actually is um, conservative politically. They've been around since 1936. And they, they have started off as a small company and they grew and because the Goya president supports Trump. This whole movement to tell uh, um, companies that they have to break away their 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 uh, intimidate them and tell them that they cannot choose a political uh, a political party is wrong. It's it's protected under the Constitution. Democrats don't care about the Constitution. They use terms like it's an evolving Constitution. They they're they're authoritarian now. The far radical left is authoritarian. They have an authoritarian view about speech. Many of them even admitted they don't believe in freedom of speech. They don't think freedom of speech is good. So what you see here is not a surprise. The bishops, they have a close tie and relationship with the Democratic Party. It's not a surprise. It's, not, it's absolutely not a surprise. And sadly... Uh, there are more, there are younger priests, younger generations of priests, although not as many, but there are younger generations of priests who support Donald Trump, who actually are conservative. They want to say the Latin mass. But from Vatican II, which I have to say, honestly, studying it and reading about it, there has been a shadow church within the Catholic church. This particular shadow church, the, the, the documents of Vatican II are great. I think many of them could even be better. I think many of them were written ambiguously with ambiguous lines that, in a sense, gave the bishops in the future room to navigate and abuse. And it was admittedly been said they were written ambiguously so they can in, be interpreted ambiguously. And that is, that's a very, that's a, a, a lawyer's dodge. It's called the lawyer's dodge. They, they, you know, words are written ambiguously so that it can be, there can be future advantages. And that's why you have been seeing so many abuses in the, in, in, in the liturgy. You have been seeing liturgical dance. You've been seeing um, altar girls instead of altar boys. You have been seeing a lot of uh, elderly ladies as communion, uh, what do you call, um, ministers, uh, communion ministers, whatever you want to call it, or Eucharistic ministers. There have been so much abuses and so much nav uh, uh, ways to interpret and read it that they, that's why they basically don't answer. They don't, they snub the layperson. When they actually have says Vatican II documents say that it's the, the layperson's duty to be active within, within, within the liturgy, they don't like it when finally you question them about certain things. Well, everything you see, everything that this article is talking about is not a surprise. It's not a shock. Um, look, I'm going to say it. I think if we don't vote for Donald Trump, we're going to be in trouble. Joe Biden is a fake Catholic. I'm sorry. He he himself supports gay marriage and he su he supports abortion. And he he's also not well. He's he's if he gets elected, he'll probably you're lucky if you see him six months or nine months into office. 
He's going to pass it down. The main target is the vice president is going to take his place. They don't want him to debate Donald Trump. There was an article in the New York Times by this um, this reporter who actually challenged and said that Trump should release his his tax forms from 2016. Then he will debate Joe Biden. But he also put a whole other uh, restriction, saying that allow Trump to be to be questioned and interrogated by reporters on live television. They're always moving the finishing line further out to their advantage, and never, never do they want to st- do they do they do the rules apply to them? Rules for you, but not for us, not for them. And that that is how they play the game. Joe Biden is a racist. In 1994, he he pushed for a bill that Bill Clinton signed that put more African Americans in prison for small crimes. And Joe Biden, for many years, even when he was a senator, sorry, Saturday morning motorcycle outside my neighborhood. Anyway, the the fact is, he even was for segregation of schools. He didn't want black kids, black children, uh, minority children to go to go to school with white kids. Nobody seems to remember that. I've seen it on played on on the you know on you know YouTube. The man, the man is a classic hypocritical democrat all right many of his policies hurt businesses this is the thing that kills me about unions because i belong to one they're they're so tied to the democratic party the democratic party depends on union and union donations for them for their campaigns but they've done everything they can to send jobs out outsourcing jobs to other countries and causing union membership to die. The classic Democrat tactic. Because there's because they because this is what they want. They want to create a country of of so of, of welfare dependence. Anyway, we're gonna end it here and I'm gonna to try to look up another article and uh God willing, I'll be able to do maybe a few before the weekend is over. And I'll try to see if I can do a uh, normal weekday one, at least try to put things together to be ahead, to be always on uh, on time. Because I know a lot of you like it. The numbers have gone up. I have to admit, I'm very pleased. Uh, the other day I saw it was actual estimation uh, around, uh, not just here in the United States, but in other countries, it adds up to 63 uh, to 67 um, established audience. So please subscribe. Subscribe. It helps. And share. And, um, you know, it helps us, basically, because that means, you know, there are more people out there that want to listen. And um, because we need more podcasts that are Catholic. Uh, and I also have a YouTube channel, same name, The Informed Catholic. You can check it out. It would help if you subscribe there as well. And I will try to be on time with that. Uh, I found out that I'm actually allowed 15 minutes time to do a, a YouTube channel. I'm allowed 15 minutes. Hopefully, if the I, if I get an audience, um, a bigger audience, maybe I, I'll be able to actually increase the time because I really want to do this because I want to help help communicate the faith to people. For me, 
it's a learning process. All right, I'll admit when I'm wrong, when I, when I messed up like I did with the liturgical cycle uh, and everything, and I want to keep up also with what's going on within the church. Bad bishops does not mean we despair. Okay, Jesus warned us we will have bad bishops. The church has a human element, and a human element means that there will be bad, bad members. The wheat and the tares is one of those things. We as Catholics, we are bound to the sacrament, to the Eucharist, to the body and blood of Jesus Christ, not to the human element. The human element is only an instrument. If we have good bishops and good members, praise be to God. If we have bad bishops and bad members like another Judas and weak people, that means we're not praying. We're not, you know, we're not, we're not living our faith. That is why in ancient Israel, the Jews had no choice. They could not flee and run to the desert and start their community. They cannot do that. That is called schism. And schism breaks the body of Christ. You have to remain within the church and remain a member within the church so that the grace that we have to, we have to bear, we have to pick up the cross and follow our Lord. Because remember what our Lord say, he who wishes to be my disciple must pick up his cross and follow me. Our Remaining in the church, remaining in the boat with Christ. That's what the boat represents. The boat represents the church. To jump out of the boat means that we're cowards and we become, we become rebellious people. We become cafeteria Catholics. We can't do that. You remain in the church. What happens when Catholics leave the church, the devil gets a hold. And what happens is sin starts to spread. When Catholics remain in the church and pray, pray the rosary, we, we have to fast, read the scriptures, grace starts to spread. It begins to spread to others. Others then are encouraged. We have to be there. All right? Even with weak members, you grab their hand until finally the Lord decides when to let go of them. Because, again, there's numerous of opportunities to gain grace and numerous of opportunities to, by their free will to keep fighting grace. You remain in the church, even like in your home. If you have a family member who is not living the faith, you pray for them. You pray the rosary. You fast for them. You read the scriptures, even though they don't, they're not listening. Even if you're, pri you're praying quietly, there's a chance they will convert. Trust me, it does work. It has worked with a family member that I love very much. All right, the only problem now, the obstacle, is unfortunately we have some bad bishops and it sometimes really annoys me. But I can't go into despair because of this. Remain faithful. Stay within the faith. Do not stop going to Mass. Do not stop practicing your faith. Do not despair. Let's say a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. All right, folks, this is episode 109, season 2. Uh, we'll be back again soon. Amen.